house in America. A scare house in Pittsburgh. Hey everyone, welcome to the Scarehouse Podcast. I am Katie Dutters, and today I'm joined by co-host Scott Simmons. Hello. Hi. And we are at um, basement manager Tracy's house. Hi. Hi Tracy, how are you? Good, how are you? Good. And you have a special friend behind you? Wiggs, my cat. Mr. Wigglesworth, call him Wiggs for short. Um, you may be familiar with Wiggs if you went to basement, what, mm-hmm. two, not last season, but the season before. Mm-hmm. Um, Patty, the, the cat lady letting people into the basement, showed pictures of wigs. And they were really pictures of wigs. Yeah. (laughs) As any good performer, you take what you know, Mm -hmm. take your pain from your life, and put it in. (laughs) No, there's no pain. He's my joy. He's He's my joy. But yeah, as per usual, you go to the basement. Intense, extreme, hardcore, nasty haunted house. And in Scarehouse style, the first person (laughs) you meet is Patty with an eye. Mm-hmm. Who I know we've talked about Patty before, but how would you describe Patty? And she um, was stuck in the '90s. I mean, she's in today, but you know, her her prime was the '90s, so she was stuck in the '90s. Big hair, um, blue eyeshadow, fanny pack, fanny pack. <laughs> that was very important. Uh huh. Um, had people do cheers because she was a cheerleader in high school. <clears throat> Um, she taught aerobics in college, so she had, would have people... Zumba was a little bit later, but she had people do Zumba because that's what she did. So do you have a cheer or dance background, Tracy? Um, I, I, was, I was a cheerleader in high school, and I did take dance in high school, and I did teach aerobics, not Zumba, because again, that was after college, in college. So I just pr- pretty much took my life yeah. from the 90s yeah. and brought it into today. I, I think as... Uh, Bevan, the actress who had Blue Sky this year, realized, just like with the Blue Sky character, that basically ended up taking elements of her, Bevan's past and real life and kind of exaggerating and mashing it up for comic value, (laughs) which is what we do. But it it was interesting with that character because that, that... basement position just like upstairs there's the person the last person you see before you go into the haunt that's a really tricky position to fill in any kind of haunted attraction because they have to be entered in your case they have to be entertaining they have to you're entertaining anywhere from two to 15 people depending on the group the, the cohort you know people go through the basement in groups of one to two but we bring them in in one big mass and then that that person sort of whittles them down so you have to be funny, you have to be entertaining, because you couldn't necessarily be, scree- be creepy and terrifying and everything. That would just get monotonous. But you are also conveying very real information that's needed before they go into the basement experience. So it's funny, but the whole idea of like leading people in cheers and is sort of getting them used to the idea of following direction, letting them know they're going to be physically active down there. Um, yeah, it all kind of served a purpose. Yeah. And I didn't really think of it that way, like the cheers. That was just entertainment because (laughs) I had to entertain people for 15 minutes and everybody who was waiting was watching, so I kind of figured to get people participating, I guess, and to entertain them and the crowd watching. Mm -hmm. And, yeah. 
So, Tracy, this year you were basement manager and mm-hmm. oversaw all the things in the basement. Mm-hmm. And we also added on Kevin as the assistant basement manager. Is that your correct title? I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, no, that, yes. that's that's accurate. I think we also went by BAM. BAM. Yeah. Basement yeah. assistant manager. Yeah. I never heard it said like that. How did how BAM! Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, <laughs> you should say Good job. It. Yeah, you should say <laughs> I think it was perfect. <laughs> And Kevin, people would remember you probably, if I had a guess, they would best remember you as a minion. Yeah. In the summoning. Mm-hmm. You were that very creepy, very pale, what was your line, Kevin? Yeah, very pale, bald guy. Sacrifice! <laughs> <laughs> Kevin would often yell sacrifice at us at all times of day. <laughs> I just realized Scarehouse is like Saturday Night Live. Yeah. We've all got their characters and their catchphrases. <laughs> we're going to have t-shirts and movies yeah. soon. and Scott Simmons, what's your uh, catchphrase? Hmm? What's your catchphrase? <laughs> I think that was it. Hmm? What? Sorry, I was paying attention. No, my catchphrase is, I'm sorry I'm late. Um, <laughs> There's a whole section of the team that that could apply Yeah, or staring <laughs> at your phone. Just give me a minute. Yeah, yeah. Just a minute. yeah. <laughs> Wait, so we brought... Essentially, we combined your powers last year, which was very dangerous. I'm going to jump right into the basement, I guess. Fine. And um, we had a plan. It's we fine. had a plan. I totally blew a plan out of the water, but was dangerous putting you both in charge because you are two of our best basement actors. Oh, thanks. And so we were essentially taking you out of the basement and out of the basement experience and putting you in charge. Which you had wonderful insight, but like again, we took out two of our best actors. Yes. So was it a challenge not acting and being a part of that like that? Yeah, I mean, admittedly, when I was kind of helping supervise things on the inside, you know, uh, I started off the season as a, you know, assistant manager, but I found myself having a really hard time blending in as an assistant manager. So as we got to like closer to the middle of the season, I started creating a character for myself so that I could help manage the process, but at the same time still be able to act to an extent. So... Um, so the answer to that question is yes. I definitely struggled <laughs> with not acting. Well, and you were, you know, the theme this year was uh, an institution. And I, I think it was you who first started doing it of you would respond in character on the radio. <laughs> if you were in, you know, if you were in public view and you were interacting with somebody and something came over the radio, I mean, what were some of the things you would say? Because I would be like, uh, I don't know, I, you know, I would say like, has anyone you know has anyone seen Tracy or where's the time or something and you would respond in character well I would just be like I'm hearing voices in my head I have no idea I don't I I can't I don't know what to say (laughs) 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 but yeah I mean that's just an example of it because you know we were in an asylum and Mm -hmm. we had to play the part of I'm a doctor (laughs) 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 but um yeah I'm sure you have some examples that you can Mm -hmm. throw out there too um like Kevin it was very difficult not to act. Um, and I also kind of started out the same. I was outside wrangling the crowd, <clears throat> and I started as an assistant manager, or a manager. Um, and then as it became busier during the season, and on the long nights, Friday and Saturday, um, the character outside, Bevan, Blue Sky, needed someone to break her, so... Um, I would break her. So I still got a little acting mm-hmm. in. And then, but then I just started kind of like sort of wearing a, 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 my own costume, I guess. I, um, Blue Sky was an extreme um, urban explorer. So um, Blue gave me the name 
uh, rainbow fight. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I had my uh, my urban exploring costume too. So then it was easier to transition when I had to break her, and I could interact. But then I was also kind of out of things if I needed to be a manager too. I didn't have to stay in character. So one of the things that's wild about basement, I'm just realizing this now, is basement has been around five years, I believe. Um, and there, is, there are other attractions in other parts of the country that might be a little similar. And there are immersive theater experiences that might, you know, there, there are certain overlaps and, and kind of a Venn diagram of stuff. There's nothing quite like basement. And now, especially in your case, Tracy, having been involved with it from the beginning and essentially every season, you know, it is a very specific kind of acting and the challenges involved and everything else so it's I don't really have a question but I'm really just saying that's kind of fascinating to think about that this thing that all of us kind of created it's not like you can you can say if we were to bring in other you know and we've had this sometimes with the acting when we bring in people from other immersive experiences or other haunted houses it can be there's definitely kind of a learning curve there which is why it's so great to have you guys in charge because you have acted and performed in there and it's that thing of being intimate and being extreme and intense but you're also in the back of your mind you got to have this math going on of okay the scene is normally three minutes but now it's two and a half oh now oh we're getting in your case especially some of those areas we had this year that we kind of called traffic cop Mm. positions where you would well how would you describe the traffic cop situation other than uh (laughs) being masterfully engineered and never having any kind of backups. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, I think a lot of our actors, sometimes they want to have a specific scene or they want things to play out a certain way, but when you get into a situation like that, you have to kind of adapt to what's going on. Um, so that's where, you know, being ad-lib and being able to kind of think of things off the, off the top of your head, that really helps you in that situation. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know... It, it's almost like hitting the fast forward button, but at the same time, you still want to deliver a good experience for the customer too, mm-hmm. because you know that's important. Um, but that's probably the easiest way to explain it. It's just like hitting the fast forward button, but at the same time, like not going too fast. Yeah, and try. You got to hit certain story beats, but how much yep. extra little uh, fluff is around it uh-huh. kind of expands and contracts. And we. When we designed basements this year, I wanted to go back and use some of the parts of the actual building that we haven't really used that much since year one. And the reason we haven't used those parts of the building is because it's a really weird traffic flow that's hard to describe over a podcast. But, uh, you know, most attractions have a linear path, or they might have, if they get really fancy, they might have a branching path where you can go, you know, choose your own adventure style, but you're all kind of going in the same direction. In order to use some of these existing really cool rooms in the closet in basement, it's basically an intersection mm-hmm. where you have group, you know, your groups again. Each group is either one or two people. They're got a, they've got to sort of cross, then come out. You know, they're they're basically hitting the same point in the basement. Uh, is it one, two, three times? I think. Something like that? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. they would be coming in. They would in. enter in, make a left, go up and around, come back two through, times. glow in the closet, come back, yeah. then oh, go yeah, to the, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And we could have all the math and everything all 
figured out so there's no way anybody can ever see each other, bump into each other, and we have it all worked out on paper and be really solid planning, and then you go down five minutes later, and there's a group of, like, eight people all just clustered <laughs> around in that little intersection, like, ooh, that's, oh. that was that was problematic. Uh, and that, that's exactly when it would be that in some of these positions, the nurses, especially this year, you know, ideally they're doing that scene in a room of only two people, but then it might, you might have this group waiting and this group, and then that suddenly your same performer and sequence suddenly expands into a group of eight. Mm-hmm. And a, a lot of the actors that we put in that position were people who were able to sort of expand and contract their scenes. And when it worked great, which was hard to predict, would be if you came in and we timed it in such a way that there was a gap. Mm-hmm. And we kept putting more and more actors in those positions. But then sometimes if you're lucky enough as a customer, you'd come in and all of a sudden you got four actors standing around <laughs> and you're in trouble because now they're all like, oh, you're the only one here? Zonk. Yeah, you have so many different types of personalities and yeah. different energies focused on just you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, when we had situations like that where it was very busy and we noticed that things were very occupied by a lot of different customers, you know, that's where the actors really adapted and made it more more or less feel like an overrun asylum where, mm-hmm. you know, the state cut our budget so, like, we were limited on staff, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. so, mm-hmm. you know, doing that and kind of creating that sense, you know, hopefully the customers kind of picked up on that um, because that's essentially what we did to try mm-hmm. and manage situations like that. Well, and I suppose if I was a more uh, stringent creative director, I'd be really uh, on top of maintaining a certain level of reality (laughs) you know this is this you know and i mean i think aesthetically upstairs i tend to do that but i've always feel that basement by its very nature is supposed to be sort of dreamlike and in and out and again the 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 care the actors are create in a lot of cases they're not necessarily creating their characters from scratch but you know i want them to have the freedom to sort of bounce around and do things but i remember at one point towards the end of last season i went down and I remember asking as a group, like, where is this uh, institution exactly? Because that nurse has a southern accent. <laughs> <laughs> the doctor is British. The doctor is British. This guy's got, like, a New York thing going on. <laughs> Patty's well, you know, the director. People from all around. Yeah. Yeah. We had a very creative director yeah. that hired, you know, uh, people from different areas yeah. of the world. Different areas, yeah. They didn't, yeah. And speaking of different personalities, um, without naming names, because we love you all, uh, you're wor- you're working with, you know, a tight group of roughly fifteen to eighteen actors who all have their personalities. Is that ever a challenge? Because unlike upstairs, they really yes, are there. Yes, there's experience. a lot of energy. There's a lot of energy. And sometimes um, it was, you know, I, I say me and Tracy had to come out just in the sense of kind of to reel everybody in. Like when we would have, we would have a quick little meeting before. So sometimes it wasn't really mean. It was more like, hey! Because okay. uh, everybody's excited and talking and da, da, da. So yeah, it was sometimes a challenge. Um to get everybody to focus, you know, because yeah. everybody's ready to start the night and they're all high energy. And so, yeah, sometimes it was like... There's a lot of big personalities yes. and they'll be the first to admit that they are all big personalities. Yeah. Yeah. That's why they fit so well into yeah. the basement. Yeah. But yeah. sometimes you have to go, hey, you need to... <laughs> yeah. You have well, to like, reel it in a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> well, and the nature of the basement is transgressive and it is 
meant to cross boundaries. And, you know, there are warm-up chants that are R-rated. And, there's you know, yeah. and that's great. But then, yeah, sometimes it <laughs> there can definitely feel times when I come down like, oh, this is like all the bad kids on the back of the bus all joined forces. Or this like, is like <laughs> a bunch of five-year-olds that just drank Mountain Dew. Yeah. 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 It's like, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. With potty and mouths. With because potty mouths. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, with potty mouths. Now let's talk about the audition process. Because that's a question oh, we get yes. every Great. year. Uh-huh. It's like, what is it, you know, can I try out for the basement? Can I, you know, what, what goes into a basement audition? Like, okay, first of all, let's just start from the beginning. What kind of people should audition for the basement? Because uh-huh. <laughs> there's all different, you know, there, um, so... Do you it, have to have specific experience? I guess would be a better way. I mean, you don't have to have specific no, acting yeah. experience. Um, you need to obviously be comfortable in dealing with with people because you're dealing with them approximately two and a half to three minutes. So it's something that you gain, but you have to be someone, um, in a sense, that doesn't want to just jump out and then go back. Mm-hmm. And you also have to deal with customers that are um, sometimes unruly, so you have to be able um, to stay in that professional mode and character mode. Um, you have to be able to adapt, like we were just talking about, ad lib and adapt. Yeah, no, that's very true. What else? Well, I remember the one thing that came up a lot with me was customer service yeah. because, yeah. like, it, you know, acting and being in the basement, it's all fun and it's a good time, but mm-hmm. there are some times where you're faced with very difficult situations and mm-hmm. you need to know how to handle them. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, while Tracy and I are there to manage everything, uh, sometimes we're not able to get to, you know, a particular situation right away. So, you know, it does require some accountability on the actor or actress. So, mm-hmm. well, And you're going to have actors, you know, you are, the actors are interacting with the customers and sometimes you get customers who either because they think they're plussing the experience or they're just jerks, they're going to say things to try to throw you off. You know, um, when, when, we had the demon-possessed girl, for example. She was midway through her scene, and uh, the guy said, hey, they have hot tubs in hell? And and she admitted, like, it threw her off. She was like, I, I didn't have a response to that. Now, years after the fact, I could have said X, Y, Z. But that is part of it. Like, you're kind of, you're almost doing improv exercises mm-hmm. with a partner, and you don't know where they're going to go. They're not, right. they're not necessarily going to yes and you. They might be yeah. fighting you. And I, my first immersive experience, theater experience, was the basement. And I'm asking people before I go down there, how am I supposed to act? Because uh, am I supposed to be quiet? Am I supposed mm-hmm. to interact? Because you just don't know, uh-huh. especially your first time down there. It's it's like it's a whole new world, mm-hmm. being in an immersive theater experience and playing off people. Well, it's interesting that upstairs and downstairs, acting experience is not necessary. It's it's. It's a little bit more beneficial in basement, given the nature of what it is. I, I'd say, I'd say, if you're going for the basement, you really should have had at least some kind of performance background. I mean, I'm not kidding. Like you doing cheerleading or aerobics instructing, like something in front of an audience or something in front of a crowd. That's definitely going to help you in the basement. Like there's not really room for shy people down there. Um, but I mean, across the board, some some of our veterans down there, this is in some cases the only acting they've ever done, or the only acting they do all year. So um, that's not necessarily a requisite. So what happens in a basement audition? So 
<laughs> well, it depends. The way we did it this past year, um, we had people come in in th groups of three, if there were three, and we would give them some crazy little scene to ad lib for like a minute off the wall thing. Um, so we'd have one person be the actor and the other two just the customers, and then we'd switch off. And we just kind of like chatted with them for a minute and got to know them a bit. So. Um, Scott no, I'm not. I'm not going to do it because it, it would be cruel because we're out the zone. But just so everyone knows at home, I was thinking like, should I make them do something right yes, now? Yes, oh, let's do it. Oh, you think? Yes. You know you're up for that. Yes. You you okay. Okay. Are you? <laughs> yes. We might right. scare Wigs. He's comfortable. Oh, well, so now I'm putting myself on it because I got to think it. I got to do something that we've done before though. Is Oh god, okay, wait, let me but just But they can't see it, so you're not going to get the full effect. Yeah, yeah, I'll yeah, be yeah, thinking about this in back in the mind. full effect of it. But we'll get we would get the three of them and we talk, you know, we we try we never want these auditions to be like in chorus line where it's, you know, we're not we're there we're maintaining eye contact, we're, we you know, we're encouraging people and I, I we try to do that. But Scarehouse and Basement, we understand this is this is awkward, this is weird, this is strange. Like we want them to go like, "No, you're welcome here. Come on, have some fun." do it and I mean some of the more prominent basement performers in the last couple of years weren't even sure they could do it that other people said no go for it go ahead and try it see yeah. what you can do in the past we also did monologues you'd read through but we didn't do that this no, year no we didn't do monologues this year just because we had three people and it like took up more time we didn't do like here's because a monologue we were anticipating a, a bigger yeah. turnout yeah. when it came to you know how many people were auditioning right mm -hmm. um, so that's when we had thought about the idea of doing three people and one person would be the actor or actress and the other two would be the customers mm -hmm. okay so this would be the kind of, and I'm a little off my game in terms of coming up with these suggestions as these two would know when we're doing basement auditions we were doing especially this last year we were going for four or five hours of this, of just coming up with scenario after scenario after scenario. And we would all take turns coming up with them, but they would just get weirder and weirder and weirder. So, um, which makes it fun for me. So, in this particular scene, I believe your name is Kevin. Yeah. Kevin is going to be the customer. And so he just enters. And for this particular scenario, uh, Tracy is a Disney princess but she's a disgruntled Disney princess who's been doing this job too long, is kind of frustrated, kind of doesn't like the whole Disney thing, has some issues with men. She's just working through a lot of stuff. And now... And those of you listening, both of them left the room. Yeah, there's some props some happening. Uh, we can... Wiggs is going to get scared. Wiggs is going to get scared. Okay, Wiggs, you just... How do you spend your Sunday nights in February? Well... It's Monday. Monday. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I don't know what day it is. Oh, I should not swear, probably, huh? No. Um, well, no, basement. Go ahead and swear, and well, if it's too hard, harsh of a swear, we can beep it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. For you. I, 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 I don't want to compromise your artistic integrity. Yeah. Okay. Your artistic ability. <laughs> Get in, customer. Put it together, and you got. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. Hi. Mm. I'm Princess Tinkerwinker. Tinkerwinker, huh? What are you looking at? <laughs> Do you think Princess Tinkerwinker likes the stink eye? I didn't give you stink eye. What are you talking about? I 
stay down! Would you like a would you like a bibbity bobbity crown? A bibbity bobbity bouquet. Well, okay, yeah. Smell it! Oh, it smells great. I smell you. I don't like what I smell. But I like what I see. <laughs> Would you like to wear my cape? Mm, sure, yeah, why not? Would it run your f neck? Oh, what? Oh, get And scene. Okay, flowers back. So Cat is gone. Is she gone? No, she's okay. Wigs is still here. He's here? Okay. Wigs said, I'm out. Oh, oh. No, Wigs doesn't like when I... Oh, he's scared of me now. <laughs> so as you've seen, that rage is always right under the surface with uh, basement manager Tracy. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes I get mad. Mm. Only sometimes. Only sometimes. Just lucky to be alive now. Mm-hmm. But... You know, that's challenging, and that's for, you know, for a basement performer, it's basically to come up with something that's, that's like that. And, I mean, all kidding aside, that was, there was no planning for that. No, um, I sort of blanked. I sort was of like, blanked. I don't know what I'm going to yeah. do. Tinker Winger. Tinker Winger, that was <laughs> nice. It was perfect. <laughs> but, it, but it was a scene that, and be, frankly, for those of you who have been through that that scene could exist in a basement <laughs> that's pretty much what we do but you know customer walks in it mixes the weird it's kind of funny but kind of scary because you don't know where this character is going to go and it did come to an end and i believe it was under three minutes i don't know yeah. people mm-hmm. want home could give us an idea yeah. it definitely could it was under three minutes i would think well no i probably should have in- <clears throat> i didn't engage as much as i should have <laughs> Yeah. You strangled him with a blanket. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I strangled him, but, you know, we didn't, yeah, we didn't get, I should have engaged you more. Sorry about that. No. <laughs> I'm, crit- I'm critiquing my own, but I can't right. remember that it, I did. It was the perfect level of creepy for, for a Monday evening. <laughs> behind, Monday evening. In the little work area that we in had. The middle of your, yeah. <laughs> in well, the middle and, of your and also for auditions, it's a thing of, you know, it's not in a dark, we don't do basement uh, auditions in a big, dark, scary room. It's like this. It's a big, bright room, you know, mm-hmm. there's... And it and good use of props, mm-hmm. Tracy, and that's something else too. We don't. It's not like we have a point system, but you can tell sometimes certain actors will see like a random prop lying around and grab it, and use it, and that's interesting. And that shows that they have a mental process going in. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and yeah, I, I scared the cat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's always better, you know, if someone's <laughs> questioning whether or not they want to go to a basement audition. Worst case scenario is if you don't make it for the basement, you can always most likely still work upstairs, mm-hmm, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, after you build some experience working in the mm-hmm. upstairs haunt, you could find yourself in the basement in, you know, a later season. So. And a lot of the people that were in the basement have already worked in the upstairs. You know, they yep, got yep. a little bit of experience just dealing with the customers and stuff like that, and then they were ready to... Um, and I always say this, too, and this is especially, this is actually potentially a good segue into Valentine's Day basement, mm-hmm. which we're having a meeting about now. Not on air, but... Um, <laughs> Sorry. And, you know, the I've said this before in the podcast, the basement and Scarehouse are both different entities, but it's not like, oh, I don't see it as, oh, you're a really good actor so you're mm-hmm. because you're in the basement. Like, both attractions have top-notch 
acting cast are just different. You know, it's, it is that somebody might be better at a short run than a marathon run. You know, they're just mm-hmm. different things. And the basement cast is always very small. And for these special events in particular, it's even smaller. So, you know, we have actors who have been in basement for a couple of years and then they're upstairs for a couple of years. And it's not that they've been, you know, demoted or kicked off. It's just like, okay, we don't necessarily have a character who can do what you can do downstairs this year. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, it is just really tight little thing. And that's what we're dealing with now with uh, Valentine's Day basement, Saturday, February 10th. And, um, you know, the fun thing about the fun thing about the off season is we're able to create a whole new experience, which we always do because we're crazy people. We do all this work for one night, but we're able to cast and pull characters from basically the all-star teams of basement this year, basement last year, Scarehouse management, you know, cause it's a tighter show. So, um, that's really fun people that weren't able to work maybe this season because of other obligations yeah them in. yeah so kevin how much can you tell us about valentine's day basement <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is a test <laughs> um i don't know how much are we allowed to talk about that's a good question well we have a fun promo code out now i guess we could talk about that yeah that might it, it was kind of meant to be a hint is there's a promo code for tickets now that you can save till february 1st if you use patty p-a-t-t-i so <laughs> Wait, patty. Might, we yes. have breaking news what? Oh, yeah. Yeah. i didn't know that yeah so that was kind of our first hint yeah i think we can throw that out there that's a good hint okay yeah. yeah so that might be a thing i will i i think another hint i will say is that i think all productions of the basement are designed to be unnerving and weird and challenging, but also really creative and fun. Uh, I would say we have done we do the main season basement, and then we do the one, what we call the one-offs. You know, Valentine's Day. Previously, we did uh, Christmas, or we've done experimental things in the spring and summer. Um, more often than not, the one-offs are the ones that are a little bit weirder and experimental and strange and funny you know so i will say that valentine's day basement this year in particular if you're coming in saying oh i want i want the most extreme hardcore face i'm like you are probably not going that's not what we're going for this year this year it's definitely for valentine's day for valentine's day it was definitely a concept that was hatched among the four of us, and we just kept <laughs> laughing about it, and then we kept plussing it and laughing about it, like, well, now we have to do it. Yeah. And so, and I think uh, I'm really, we're really fortunate that a lot of people who come to not only Basement, but Valentine's Day Basement every year, they we see a lot of the same faces every year. So I think they, I hope, they will appreciate that, okay, we're going in a different direction. If uh, Here's my movie nerd reference. I'm allowed two of these per podcast. I just decided... Uh, if regular basement is Gremlins, this is the Gremlins two of uh, basements. Nobody gets that reference. Uh, it's but Gremlins two. It's a movie. It's, it's a, a movie. movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, there's like thinking about because we've kind of got the scenes pretty well thought out. There's there's some ugh and some ugh mm-hmm. kind of like <laughs> and some mm-hmm. yeah like it's yeah there's gonna be some things that we're kind of throwing you with that we haven't thrown you yet. Yeah. No, nope. which is kind of fun and exciting. Well, and it's it's fun, and I mean it's it's a legitimate question. There's not, 
I, I'm not making fun of the person for asking it, but on our uh, Facebook fan page, we announced that you know, tickets are going to be on sale soon. And one of the first questions was, well, how long is it? And I don't know how to answer because, like, well, the very first time we produce it is going to be at about 6 o'clock <laughs> that night. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. we'll find out yeah. probably, you know, about three or four groups in. I'm like, all right, that's how long it is because yeah. I cannot stress enough that it is a new production you know mm-hmm. new mm-hmm. sets new characters new new everything so we don't really know how long it's going to be yet. Yeah. well our closest idea probably after dress rehearsal yeah we'll get a feel for it and then yeah. there's also mm-hmm. with valentine's day in the basement there's also the party and a couple extras with that so yep. it depends on how long you stick if you stick around for that or if you just take off after that i mean we'll have interactive characters there got some fun snacky plans yeah <laughs> for it uh, fortune teller coming back mm-hmm. yeah very cool like we try to a lot of or more and more haunted attractions are getting into Valentine's Day. Uh, Scarehouse, unfortunately, can't open for Valentine's Day just because of parking and the building is very large, but also very, very cold. Nobody would really enjoy going in there for Valentine's Day, trust me. Um, but basement, we can control that a little bit more. and um, It's a little more temperature controlled, too. A little bit more temperature controlled, yeah. And it's we really try to make it more than just oh go through a haunted house for the Valentine's Day thing. Like it is its own entity, like its own production, its own vibe. And as Dutter said, we try to make it more of an evening because there are so few tickets available for it. It is actually kind of like a nice little party, as mm-hmm. you said. You know, we have interactive characters. We're gonna have some uh, little surprise things upstairs, uh, and again, the food, the music, and it's actually it's you know. Obviously, being Valentine's Day, you think of romance and couples and things, but it's nice to be part of a group, to socialize, to talk to some of the Scarehouse folks, you know. Throw around, talk to us. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Tracy and Kevin probably won't be as available to chit-chat, but... (laughs) (laughs) No. That's okay. That's okay, though. (laughs) (laughs) But one of Tracy's good friends might be Mm -hmm. there. She'll be there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Is your friend like cats? Cats. <laughs> um, so I just got back from New Orleans. I'm just going to jump right into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're getting there. Uh, I just got back from New Orleans and Segway. Segway. Look at that. I'm Woo. so good at my job. <laughs> pew pew. That's my catchphrase. Um, that is your catchphrase. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. Pew, pew. Uh, I went down for HauntCon, which was an absolute blast. Uh, Love the city. Could definitely spend way more time down there. People were wonderful did and saw some amazing things would recommend the city to anyone uh it wasn't intimidating i really enjoyed walking around and finding my way around there uh hong kong was super cool i enjoyed i got to go to some fun classes and learn some things got to interact with some friends and meet new friends and it's always definitely a good time yeah it's it's i we've said this we've said this before on the podcast and uh i will make a comment about this in a few months when we have an announcement to make just there's a teaser, but mm-hmm. s- there is so much that can be learned by traveling, by mm-hmm. going out, by not just going. I mean, Dutters went to Hong Kong, and and that's a great show. And you, like you said, you got the education, the networking, the seminars, but you were also took the time to explore the city and pick up on that culture and take a gazillion Gosh, reference photos. So many photos. I have so many reference photos. Yeah, and I I think that so much that has led to Scarehouse being successful and growing is that 
we get out of our comfort zone. You know, uh, this last year in particular, we as a unit, as sometimes as a group, sometimes individual components of it would break off, and we were able to visit other haunted attractions, other towns, other uh, events. You know, there's a lot of stuff that we are, you know, on the large scale we're doing design and stuff right now for Scarehouse. And it's fascinating how many ideas and things are coming from places that have very, very little to do with haunted houses. Mm -hmm. But you take it, you spin it, you flip around. Um, For me, I don't think I've mentioned this on the podcast, going to IAPA this year or last year, technically, uh, same thing, was uh, just fantastic. And I hadn't been in a couple of years, but to go, I've always said to go to uh, IAPA and learn design ideas or just even conceptual ideas from somebody like Joe Rohde from Animal Kingdom. Um, just hearing that guy talk, you're like, I'm smarter now, you know? <laughs> and and I, I think that's something is that I th- is something I think that's problematic that I see among a lot of people in the haunted attraction industry is it's such a great industry and it's such a great community that sometimes it can be sort but it can also sometimes be like that that warm water that the lobster's in. Like, oh, I don't need to get out of here. Like, no, that's getting too comfortable. You've got to sometimes go talk, you know, go to the theme park folks or go to New Orleans or go, like a lot of times when we're trying to come up, I see other haunts when they're coming up with ideas for a new attraction. They go and look at what other haunted attractions are doing. And like, okay, well, if you're doing that, look at what movies are doing or theme parks or video games or uh, art books or, you know, all that stuff. So... I think when people say, what do you do in the off-season, kind of fill our brains with knowledge. One of the um, the classes that I went to was uh, led by a gentleman who is involved with the formation of the New York Comic Con in left field oh. media. And I'm blanking on his name. Sorry, sir. Um, but it was, for me, who someone who was about creating VIP experiences, a lot of questions are like, whenever we're trying to create VIP experiences for Scarehouse customers is, well, what goes into it? Like, how much should this even cost? Like, yeah. what is this worth? And like in the value and what's, you know, what things are worth doing. And when I say worth, I don't necessarily mean monetarily, but even memory wise and things that customers take value from, you know, what has more value to it. And I thought that was, it was not really highly attended. Yeah. And I got a lot out of it because it, like I said, it's a different industry that I'm not used to seeing. And we like comic cons, you know, we're all in on special events like that. And it was really cool having his kind of knowledge on how things got started and how they create these big VIP events and how it helped with revenue. And it was like, yeah. Okay, cool. So yeah. that's one of the, my favorites. And, and this is not an earth-shattering observation. It's been said many times before, but whether it's Transworld or HauntCon, there are always the uh, lectures and seminars on things like safety, business practices, additional revenue opportunities. Uh, those are the ones that are more often not underattended. I, I remember a few years ago going to Transworld, and it was like an hour and a half thing on new code and safety thing, safety stuff and very very few people in it but then you know some guys like here's how to make a pump a rotten pumpkin skull corpse for twenty dollars and some spray foam and some line out the door I'm like well that's important too but if you don't make the money and you don't stay in business you don't get the play anymore i'm paraphrasing leonard pickle there sorry but um you know all this stuff's really important so that's anyone who uh hoping to get into the business i always say knowledge just get out there and figure some stuff out because there's so much stuff out there if you know where to if you know where to look for it 
Awesome. Oh, and I, I think we'd be remiss speaking one other thing that happened in the off season. Kevin. Yeah. Your life had a bit of a change recently. <laughs> <laughs> I was not expecting that. Aha! <laughs> I may or may not have gotten married. <laughs> Congratulations! <laughs> Thank you. Um, but yeah, no, I uh, was lucky enough to start working for Scarehouse back in 2013, and that's where I met my husband. Rob Searfoss, uh, now Robert Poulter Searfoss. <laughs> but um, yeah, I uh, we met each other as zombies. Hmm. <laughs> That's all she wrote. Oh, yeah, true <laughs> unconditional, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, that was on November 11th. Um, yeah, we did like a masquerade theme because you know we obviously wanted to have some sort of mm-hmm. Halloween twist to it because like that's a, a real big part of our relationship is working for the haunted attraction and uh, working for Scarehouse and you know we wanted to do it but also be uh, you know like eloquent about mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. so you know we were able to do that by doing a masquerade which was pretty cool. And the masks were gorgeous. They, um, if you've been through, if you went through the summoning and you saw all those amazing pumpkins, the same girl who's also one of our makeup artists and she's in our ticket booth, Amber, uh, did the masks for Rob and Kevin's wedding, and it, they were just each one of them were tailored for your personality, and, and that was amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we definitely owe her our life. <laughs> <laughs> Every time we see her, we're forever thankful for a lot of the magic she was able to help kind of bring to real life for us. And I, I imagine that uh, since getting uh, preparing for a wedding is so easy and boring and not stressful and doesn't require a lot of work, <laughs> that you trying to juggle uh, a, a real-life job, preparing for a wedding, and managing the basement all at the same time <laughs> must have been a bit of a challenge. Just a little, yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, I will admit it was probably a little taxing on my relationship as well. <laughs> well, you figure um, it's all uphill from here down. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's all downhill. I don't even know. Right. We'll say uphill. <laughs> no, but that means it's, it's like it's more of a challenge. No, that's true. Right. <laughs> then probably downhill. That's probably the better thing. So, <laughs> Rob, I hope you're not listening to this. <laughs> Well, that's the price you pay. Scarehouse brought you together. Uh-huh. It's putting you through a little bit yeah. of yeah. That's the journey. That's the yeah. <laughs> but no, it, in the end of it all, it, you know, I wouldn't have done it any differently. Um, you know, I think it, it really gave me a, an opportunity to challenge myself and see how far I could go in a situation like that. And um, I think, yeah, all in all, it worked out really well. Uh, I probably sacrificed some sleep along the way, mm-hmm. but. You sleep when you're dead, right? Yeah. So. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I figure I can, I can afford the lack of sleep because uh, I have a great time working for Scarehouse. Uh, I don't think I would have done that any differently because uh, I wouldn't have wanted to miss out on that opportunity either. Tracy would have missed you. Mm-hmm. We're, we're we, made, we made a good team. We did. Mm-hmm. I think we, we did. really did. We're the dynamic duo. Brought all of our energy and put it into one. Mm-hmm. We're lucky you guys didn't create an atomic bomb. For yeah, that. yeah. <laughs> that, I'm surprised. Yeah, all the energy that was down there didn't yeah. blow the place up. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for listening to this podcast, and we'll talk to you again soon.